politics really sucks um, and it has been very complicated. A stumbling block for um, the guest today, beginning with the community of uber, uber progressive comedians and writers who kicked him out of their tribe. He was an uber, uber progressive. Conservatives have always been good to him, but he wants to move away from politics and focus on comedy. Mental health is a big thing for him. Um, and he believes that his mental health and perhaps all of our mental health will be better if we just stop talking about politics all the time. Now he's taking a chance uh, for a very fresh start, literally moving from Washington, D.C. to Austin, performing stand-up shows along the way. He has no job. He has no future. He could be living under a bridge. I don't think he's going to have to worry about that long. Um, he has been um, very familiar with fresh, uh, fresh, fresh starts and big breaks. His comedy career landed him spots on the Conan O'Brien show, the Joe Rogan experience, Burt cast, ton of other major podcasts. He's performed at the Montreal Comedy Festival, the Sydney Comedy Festival, the Melbourne Comedy Festival. The legendary Robin Williams said that this guy you're going to meet here in a second is, quote, amazing. And I'll be spreading the word. He has the spark that energized my conscience. We need more comedians kicking it hard the way he does every night. End quote. Wow. Does he does he have that framed on a wall somewhere? Because I would. Today on the Glenbeck podcast. Welcome, Jamie Kilstein. All right. Tell me who I mean, who doesn't love a good steak besides the vegans? My daughter stew oh my gosh i've got two vegans in my life anyway they don't know what they're missing when it comes to a great steak it's one of the reasons why i love good ranchers because their steaks are unbelievable the highest quality meats pasture raised usda prime or upper choice beef better than organic chicken prime seafood has been flash frozen immediately after it's been caught so it locks in the quality and the flavor you know how meat prices are through the roof right now because of inflation? Only going to get worse. Now, use the promo code GLEN and you're going to get 30 bucks off your first order. Already excellently priced, uh, high quality meat. You get a discount on top of that. It's not the love. This meat is from real American farms and ranches, hand cut and trimmed by American workers. Get it today. <laughs> So the last time you were here was 2019, I think, right before the pandemic. Yeah. Lots changed. Yeah. Yeah. Did we cause that? Because we got together. <laughs> yeah, God so. was like, Could've you know been. what? Don't Could've love been. this. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on? Um, a lot. Um, and I think, you know, when I used to talk about it, it was in terms of my livelihood. So it was sort of, I spent years just asking, what am I going to do? Like, what is going to pay the bills? And then I started asking kind of deeper questions, um, like, who am I as a man? Mm -hmm. Which feels like probably a more important one that will lead to the other yeah. ones. And it's weird when you 
because I got to there when I was 30. Okay. And uh, it's weird when you start, because that, that question changes your entire life. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially we're sort of deceived into thinking that it, any of it is external and, and including, and I'm sure people who listen to you go through it. For me, it was always through the lens of politics. Mm -hmm. So I thought by asking myself, am I a liberal? Am I a conservative? Am I a moderate? Am I a libertarian? That that was who Who am I as a man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that was like phase two, I feel like. Phase one was how am I going to survive? How am Mm -hmm. I going to get money? Phase two was, the, the next phase was, all right, well, I guess in order to figure that out, I need to figure out where I am politically. And then where I'm at now is, oh, none of that matters (laughs) at all. It's all a lie. And it's all just how can you be a better person? And the more I follow that, the more just things kind of start falling into place. So, I mean, I was talking to my dad when I was driving here and cause, I mean, I've been driving from New York from the for the last like week or two mm. and stopping to do stand up shows, but driving. And he goes at some point, I must have said something self-hating without even noticing it. It's just mm-hmm. like a, my OCD is self-hate. Yeah, it's just yeah. a tick. And I said something about being, you know unemployed and homeless and I'll be able to figure it out. And he stopped me and me and him have a complicated relationship, but he stopped me and was really sweet. And he was like, this is the least I've been worried about you because you sound the happiest. I sound the most confident. Um, and I think that's because, you know, through all of the sort of rock bottoms and trying to define myself, it's like, Oh, I actually have a purpose now. I know what I want to do. Um, I know what I'm supposed to do for people. Um, I've started way more spiritual. I mean, COVID was great for me. I, 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 I didn't listen. I don't listen back to podcasts. I do. Cause that sounds like literally my hell. Um, <laughs> but after we, after we met, COVID was literally, I know it was really hard for people and I, I, I show so much sympathy, but for me it was the week before lockdown, my girlfriend left and my cat died mm. and I was like, things can't get worse. And then <laughs> COVID. Lock, COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could be locked in here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Locked in. But I, I had nowhere to run. I had no shows to do. I had no bars to go to. I had no, uh, uh, fake validation to fill the hole. It was just me. Wow. Right. And it was also the first and for a guy who has, you know, you've been codependent yeah, and, and also suicidal. Yep. That is a yep. recipe for death. Well, and this is where, this is where I sound. No, I'm not even going to qualify it. You you have these choices when you are depressed or suicidal or have lost everything or go through a breakup or, you know, whatever it is. I was so much more upset about the cat. I mean, the girl was very sweet, but like, (laughs) I remember, I remember she would like, I would be crying uh, um, and she would come up to me and be like, Hey, we're still going to be friends. And I was like, what? And like, because I was crying. (laughs) I I still think about the cat. Um, And... uh, And, you know, you can frame things as if I framed things as 
Well, look at this. Suicidal Jamie. Of course, I'm going to get dumped before COVID. Of course, the first time I'm ever single, Mm -hmm. literally the first time as an adult I've ever been single because I have been codependent and have stayed in toxic relationships was during this really scary global outbreak. Um, Woe is me. Woe is me. But instead, like right away. And and if I didn't right away, I would have been in trouble. But right away, I was just like, how can I, what am I supposed to do with this? And Hmm. if, uh, let's take codependency, for example, right? For the first, I remember (laughs) remember again, my dad, he was like, you know, I've been telling, because I was so happy six months in. And he goes, I've been telling you, uh, I've been telling you all you got to do is be single and say no to girls and stuff like that. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that like, dad, it it wasn't, it wasn't you. It was literally God, a global outbreak stopped (laughs) me from being codependent. Like I probably would have caved. I probably would have, you know, I would, I would move in with girls like right when we met, like I was just part of it's me being romantic. Part of me is just trying to fill that hole. Mm. And I literally couldn't, I wasn't allowed to go outside. And, um, so what I did over quarantine was I started reading every day. I started meditating every day. Um, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking pot. I, 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 I did psilocybin, which was also like, that was my sort of come to God moment. Um, what is psilocybin? Uh, mushrooms. Okay, so okay. it's a psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're actually using it for, and microdosing too, for PTSD right now. Mm-hmm. They're using it clinically now, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And they're mm-hmm. using it for recovery, which mm-hmm. is, I think, goes against some stuff. But anyway. Um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and, but, but I mean, man, if it gets people to stop drinking, if you can do it once and stop drinking, like, I'm yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just literally had the year to figure out who I was and I I'm not there yet uh at all but it was it was a really good starting point and I moved to Austin I doubled down on stand-up um then I start doing stand-up and I go a lot of the health went out the window because again I was trying to define myself I go okay well I'm a comic now and all the comics are like drinking. I started smoking cigarettes for the first time since like I was like 16, Glenn, because just everyone was smoking cigarettes. And I go, I guess that's what a comedian does. That's what Bill Hicks did. And I started, like, I, I do jujitsu every day with UFC champions. Like I, I'm, I fight with professionals and I'm like smoking cigarettes at these shows. The first day I smoked a cigarette, I got so sick that I lied to the comics and I was like, oh, I must've drank too much. And literally I smoked a one cigarette and I was like, um, and I just felt horrible and, and I let, but then I kept doing it because, you know, I think so much of addiction, um, maybe not even addiction, but just why we make these unhealthy choices. It's, oh, I didn't think I was, I mean, I'll just use high school language because that's the only thing I can think of right now. I didn't think I was cool enough to fit in unless I was doing the things that everyone else is doing, mm. which is totally antithetical to my onstage persona to the advice I give, to what I would tell someone in jujitsu, to what I would tell someone in standup, to what I would tell someone in podcasting, whatever. Um, But it's hard. And I go, well, this is what comics do, right? And so I I was drinking more than I was ever drinking and smoking. And and then, you know, I started... um, being like, I guess I should talk about politics more. Cause I, I was really, I was trying not to, I was trying just to talk about 
mental health and I was trying to talk about just comedy and mm -hmm. I was like, I can be political by making people laugh. And then when I was talking about politics, I was like, I don't know where I belong. You know, I felt mm -hmm. too liberal for some conservative places. I felt too problematic for some liberal places. And it, it it's so hard politically for people for people listening to the show, for people who have listened to me before to, to figure out who they are. If both sides are telling them that they have to align 100% with them or they're just kind of not accepted. And the left, I think does that more than the right. Um, and so what most but the right does do it too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you saw the whole Trump, non-Trump mm -hmm. divide mm -hmm. and it's so unhealthy. And I think, to me, what really helped me more than anything was, you know how they say you get more conservative as you get older? Um, <laughs> if you look at where I've lived, I went from Brooklyn to LA to Arizona to Texas to now I'm 40 and was in West Virginia and I'm now going back to Texas. <laughs> and I was like, so geographically, I definitely kind of proved that. I, like, I took the roadmap, the, uh, not metaphorically. <laughs> and, you know, meeting non-political people, people who me and you don't follow on Twitter, mm -hmm. people who aren't on Twitter, people you mean who, regular people, regular people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, when you're like, Oh man, everyone's mad at Glenn Greenwald today. And they're like, I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Oh, what's that life? Like, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> pretty sweet. That sounds pretty amazing. Sweet. That sounds great. No offense to Glenn. This is wonderful. <laughs> and, um, and, and I, I couldn't, I didn't know if they were conservative or liberal and some of my best friends we're conservative and I've seen the way they take care of their kids. And, you know, they gave me couches to sleep on when I had nothing. Whereas I remember a lot of my most 99% of my liberal friends bailed on me when there was trouble and I couldn't get them on MSNBC anymore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that suddenly I go, Oh, I guess I'm a conservative, but it, it, it makes you, it makes you go, well, if I respect them, when we're training jujitsu together, which is like very, you're trusting someone with your life, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, if I admire their the way they, 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 they are to their family, the kind of husband they are, the kind of father they are, um, wife, et cetera, then maybe I should actually ask them why they believe the things that I don't believe. And so I would be like, I just go up to one of my poor jujitsu friends and be like, can I ask you about abortion? And they're like, what? <laughs> and because I was so curious, cause I was like, I know you're a good person right. and I know you're a good soul. And half, most of the time they would give me their reasonings for, you know, whatever. Um, I was like, Oh, that, that makes, makes a, sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that, and not, it doesn't necessarily mean you agree with it. Nope. You can just understand it. You're yeah. like, Oh, and isn't that so much better? Like we fight every day on Twitter and we assume that the other side, I made a tweet today where I was like, Hey, just cause someone disagrees with you doesn't mean they're either a Nazi or a groomer or a Russian asset or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. They could just be like a dude like, yeah. who disagrees with you. Yeah. And we get so worked up and those extremes are out there, but we get so worked up. And when I try to, tell people when I go, Hey, look, I know people on the left who are really cool. And I know people on the right who are really cool. And they're still like, well, no, but it's different when it's blank, when it's left mm -hmm. or when it's right. 
And I just want to be like, but don't you want to root for the world where the majority of people aren't Nazis or Antifa groomers or right. like, shouldn't we be pushing for that? Like, shouldn't we be excited about that? And I think right now there's, and by the way, all the standup shows I've been doing have been, I just got back from Tennessee. I'm mainly doing shows in Texas and the audiences are always pretty split liberals and conservatives. Mm -hmm. And I remind them at the end of the show, I go, Hey, we all laughed at the, with the people laughing, which is one of the most intimate things ever. We're in a dark room laughing with people that I'm telling you disagree with you. And if we could almost town hall this when the lights come up after experiencing that yes. laughter together, we could probably find uh, some gray area on these issues that supposedly we're not even that's, supposed to talk about. That's why I think our American and really Western um, narrative yep. has been destroyed yep. because we all agreed on that. I know. We all agreed know. on that. And then once you take that cornerstone out and yep. you say, nope, that's not what that's not true. Yeah. If we don't believe in that. Then you don't know. I mean, uh, you're right. These are new ideas. That's a great point. Yeah. Like it, it's the founding ideas. Yes. It's all the founding ideas, but we have to discover them again for ourselves. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Well, no, I do. I mean, mm. I, I have I have a, a, a unfortunately nefarious theory, but I was going <laughs> to I was going to say I don't understand why nuance or moderation is the bad thing or the edgy stance to take. Um, and it's because people profit off of divisiveness. Yes. It's because literally, and there so are bad people on both sides. Yes. That want that. Yes. Yes. And, yep. and their whole, I mean, that's their whole marketing. Yeah. Their marketing budget goes into dividing and right. conquering. Right. And if you really care about these issues, I mean, that's the thing. If you really want, um, less abortions, if you really want safer schools, then you want to talk to both sides. You yeah. don't just want to scream to the point where nothing is getting accomplished. You want, so the gun thing was a huge wake up call for me because I used to be very anti-gun, um, which as all of your listeners probably can assume means you, that I've never shot a gun. Right. Wait, hang on just a second. But you also, you used to describe yourself as a male feminist. And I've just read one of your tweets said that you were, you described yourself as a, uh, as a white woman with a gun. Did I? Yes. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, no. God, oh, God, Twitter. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and again, this was the label thing, right? Mm. I, I've never, um, I don't know if I've ever gone to a feminist march. If I've told you that I've seen The Handmaid's Tale, I'm lying to you because I'm nervous mm. and I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I I think I bought a Bell Hooks book, but I didn't get it. Like I was like, I, I tried so hard. I, I, someone got mad at me because you're like, she's not. You don't capitalize her letters because that's offensive. And I was like, I don't know, man. Um, I rem but I got labeled a male feminist because I was like, rape's bad, yeah. <laughs> and treat women equally and you know there are certain things just like there are certain things that women don't get about guys there are certain things that guys will never understand about well i don't walk to right. my car late at night Correct. with the keys tucked between mm -hmm. my knuckles i don't have to cover my drink at a bar um 
And these are things that, you know, at the time I probably thought conservatives just didn't care about, um, which is untrue. But then suddenly I got labeled this male feminist because I would talk about issues like that. And I think that this is a thing in, in our industry is once you get labeled something, you kind of just have to go to the edge or you feel like you do. Yeah. So now suddenly any feminist issue that was brought to my podcast or to me, I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. I don't want to be a bad Mm -hmm. feminist so i mm -hmm. guess i believe that it would be the same if i was you know conservative like i back, back to the gun thing i am much more of a second amendment guy than i ever thought i would be because i've met experts in the field which i never did before mm -hmm. do i think you should arm teachers no um i i joke about this on stage because i'm like teachers they can't afford bullets uh <laughs> they, they they shouldn't have to be trained to be tactical and then I do a whole thing with them eventually snapping and pulling the gun on the kids. It's fine. Uh, you have to see it, guys. It's fine. Don't get me in trouble. Um, but the... You have to talk to people on the other... If I didn't talk to people who knew how to shoot firearms, I wouldn't know the things I now know because mm -hmm. I would just be coming at that issue from an adversarial point of view. I have to tell you, I have become such a... Uh, a sock snob um i went in fact i'm wearing them today um because it's what i packed in the suitcase on the way home uh i was in italy for uh, a week with my wife and i only packed one pair of grip six socks and uh i i wore them two days in a row um because i didn't have any other socks i couldn't find really good quality socks you know the the like the no show or the the sneaker sock i couldn't find them anywhere crip six uh, i've learned my lesson i'll be packing more of your socks i won't forget next time grip six i want you to check out their high high quality socks at grip com slash beck grip com slash beck Go there now. American made. Do you know a guy named Tim Kennedy? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tim became a friend of mine in Austin, and he's a special forces guy, was a UFC fighter, runs a Sheepdog Response, and he invited me down to Sheepdog Response. And one of the things he was saying in front of no cameras, so I hope it's okay that I say this, but he was telling me that he wants more women, gay people, Muslims, Jews, um, to train, to learn how to defend themselves. And I remember in that moment being like, oh, even though, I mean, you go to his Instagram, you go, oh, this is one of the most conservative guys mm -hmm. you'll ever see. And I was like, oh, this guy actually wants to do more to empower and help the people that I thought I was defending with tweets. And that, by the way, chances are a lot of my old liberal friends, if they saw a minority getting held up at knife point would maybe like, post about it later mm -hmm. or film it but like tim's running up there mm -hmm. like tim would like mm -hmm. get cut for it um i would like to think i would as well and so when i had the chance to meet these sheepdog guys i remember just being and i was still pretty anti-gun it was it was before uvalde but and i remember just asking them i go wait why doesn't anyone ask you guys what to do for a school shooting mm. when they're interviewed on, they are interviewed on TV, mm -hmm. but they have to just defend. Don't take our guns. Mm -hmm. They're not giving tactical advice. Correct. They will on their podcast. Tim did a podcast about tactically what they would do. Jocko did a podcast mm -hmm. about that. Um, 
but they're not really asked about that. And so I asked these guys and um, Jeff Gonzalez, who's, who's one of the guys and he's a big NRA guy, he goes, because no one asks us. So mm-hmm. what happens is when the left after a tragedy just goes, we're gonna take everyone's guns. The NRA guys, and you know how media works, they're brought on to the the mainstream news. They have like what, like two minutes or something mm-hmm. to talk in sound bites, and they're they have to just say Defend. Don't, yeah. They're mm-hmm. just they're 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 on Correct. their they're on their heels. Instead of, hey, you were in Iraq, you've defended politicians, you've done all this tactically. How should we set up these schools to be safer? Um, which is what I would want to ask them. And now that I have asked them, I go, oh, okay. I want a gun, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, but I want to train in it. And yeah, I yeah, want, yeah. as by the way, they think that too. Yeah. They were like, of course they want people to train, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's so anyway, so I just, but I want to learn that. And this sounds silly, but I want to learn that if I didn't talk to them, you know, and and I I don't want to just preach to the choir. Just real quick. I'll give another example from the other side. Me as someone who I guess is still semi on the left. I've been calling myself a bleeding hard centrist um, Mm. recently, Um, but probably more liberal than a lot of your listeners, I guess. What I don't even know what that means anymore. But I, as someone who is considered liberal, am pretty appalled by the the children at drag shows by the idea of um kids getting sex changes um before they really know what's going on when i think about me as a kid i'm horrified if i made any permanent decision i mean god me having a ponytail i like burned those pictures and i was like (laughs) in a band you know what i mean um that that was pretty bad i could cut that off um the but then when i see so i agree with that and I would get in a lot of trouble and I've tried to like uh, sort of tweet about it, but uh, it's not worth it. I've talked about it on my podcast because I can be a little more nuanced. Um, I, I, I think that and I think a lot of people on the left feel that way. Now, what I'll see some conservatives do, though, is then they go, therefore, the quiet gay couple that's married in the suburbs they're they want to groom our kids and it's like well no they're not the same right mm-hmm. um to use these extreme examples that i'm with you on um as suddenly now we're going all the way back to pre same-sex yeah. marriage and saying all gay people want to groom our kids it's like well no, it's not that either. And the conservatives I know who have gay relatives or, you know, they know that as well. And and again, it just comes down to, I, mean, I have trans friends who are horrified by that stuff, mm-hmm. who don't want, you know, uh, trans people competing in like MMA and et cetera. But we don't get to hear from these people because they're normal people and they're not, you know, making a living again off of outrage. So... <clears throat> Let me, can I go back to the beginning? Yeah. So what pieces have you put into place? Forget about politics and all that stuff. What pieces have you put into place on who are you? Well, I think the first thing you have to do and that I did was you have to get healthy. I think that there's so much. It's so easy. Is this an AA thing? I feel like every time I hear a good slogan, it comes from AA, but I never remember where people talk about a God-shaped hole in your heart. Have you ever heard that quote? I heard that quote. I don't know if it comes I'm from I'm like, AA, is it Ram Dass or AA? It's, anyway, it's, yeah. it's someone. Yeah. Um, but 
we're always trying to fill this God-shaped hole, right? And for me, for a long time, it was with relationships. For a lot of people, it can be with alcohol. It can be with food. I've struggled with Anything. food addiction. Yeah. Like, it could be cigarettes. It can be whatever. Uh, it could be Twitter. I've mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was validation. It was mm-hmm. retweets. It was uh, attention, attention, attention. Right. It was someone telling me I'm good because right. I didn't believe I was good. And the more I hang out with religious people... And people were like, you know, God loves you no matter what. And I was like, who is this God guy? This is amazing. Like, I didn't know that. And (laughs) like, I I forget because again, you only see caricatures. I only thought of Christians as like, they're the ones like don't like gay people. Right. Not all this like beautiful things that Jesus said. And anyway, yeah, getting distracted. So you have to take care of yourself. And, you know, I have addiction and I clearly have an addictive personality. I have alcoholism in my family. I don't like getting drunk. So I never thought I was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but I, so I, and I felt stupid going to meetings. I think I went to one meeting cause I don't, my rock bottom stories happened like sober. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, no, no it, it's me. It's not right. whatever. But I noticed I, I just didn't like that. Every time I did a show, I had to have a drink, even if it was one drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like, if I'm in a social situation, if I'm going to a bar, you know, my dream relationship is we don't drink. But if a girl wanted to meet at a bar, I'd go, all right, well, I guess I have to drink so I don't mm-hmm. seem weird to her instead of having the confidence to go, no, I don't want to dr- go on a care. date with, not just that, like, I don't even want to go on a date really with someone who wants to have a first date at a bar if that's not the kind of relationship I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I stopped drinking. This is pretty recent. Um the meditation, making sure I'm working out every day, trying to like chill out with food. Um, all of these things, they don't give you the answer, but it sort of, it, it clears the, yeah, clears, clears the, the path dust. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 Um, have you gotten to the place yet in your drive from yeah. New York to Texas? Yeah. How much of it did you spend with no noise? No radio, no podcast, nothing. So this is, it's crazy you said that because I've never talked to anyone about this yet. But I always thought walking through nature, you know, was one of the most meditative healing things you could do, which it is. But I always had music on or a Mm. podcast. And even if it was, no one was there. And I did shows in Chattanooga. I'd never been to Chattanooga before. It's now one of my favorite cities. Hmm. And I went hiking and it was raining and I listened to music for the beginning and then I just took it off. And dude, I, I, I felt like I was like on psychedelics. Like there was a moment where I had to stop and I just got emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, not in a bad way, just in a, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right mm-hmm. now, taking in the beauty way. And uh, now that you said that, that is my sign because I'm looking mm. for those. I feel like when you're aligned, whether you're spiritual or secular or whatever, I feel like when you're on the right path, you can kind of take inventory of these signs that are telling you like, keep going this way, keep going mm-hmm. this way. And even little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also, it works in the other direction too. I think we're beacons. Yeah. Um, that's a great way to put it. You know, so we, whatever we're thinking or looking for, whatever, whatever it will come to us. Yes. And we just don't necessarily notice or we dismiss the signs going the other way yep. as uh, well, just this once yeah. or just the, oh. and you go down that way. Yeah. And then when we go, when we get these signs going the other way, yep. we dismiss them as coincidence. Right. No, stop. Stop right. both of those. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And so now I'm going to, I'm going to make it a habit to, yeah. uh, to do that more. It's, 
it's when I knew I was healthy. Yeah. You know, when, when I, um, when I could drive a long distance in a car by myself, yeah, no radio, no nothing, no music, mm. just alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Then I thought, because it, because if you're like, I am like you yeah, <laughs> beating yourself up and thinking of things that you did. And if you've ever been so, I, I've been so embarrassed by myself yeah. that you'll be all by yourself and to stop yourself from thinking something, you'll go like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you oh, do that. I had a moment. <laughs> so the first book I read over quarantine when I was like, okay, I don't know anything about self-help or whatever. And I was like, everyone talks about Tony Robbins. I uh, like, mm-hmm. so I went down this YouTube rabbit hole of him. I was like, this guy is huge and he's yelling at me and I'm in. And, <laughs> and I bought one of his books and he's talking about, you know, positive self-talk and kind of what you were saying, what we were talking about with like looking for signs. He, he said something like, you know, if I say look for a blue Jeep or a blue car, suddenly you're going to see them everywhere. So mm-hmm. if we can train ourselves to sort of hone in on mm-hmm. the, the vision of what we want we'll start seeing the signs to go in that direction mm-hmm. and uh so I go, all right, I just got to think positive. And this sounds like a bit, Glenn, and it's not. It's not funny enough to be a bit. It was so <laughs> sad. I caught myself. I was trying to think positive and I couldn't think positive. And so then I start getting mad at myself for not being able to think positive. <laughs> right. And suddenly I'm going, just think positive, you idiot. Why can't you think something positive? You're so dumb. Just one positive thing. And that's when I was like, okay. Right. And I yeah. like, I remember I just like stormed outside and like went for a walk mm-hmm. out in the desert. And that was sort of a, just like a private low moment. It mm-hmm. wasn't a biggie, but it was, it was definitely a things have to change. Um, and it, it, it will uh, change you. I actually want to ask you a question when you're driving like that. Are you trying to treat it like a meditation in the sense that you're trying not to have thoughts or when the thoughts come up, you don't judge them and you just let them be. Are you trying to problem solve or are you just trying to like watch the road, watch the scenery could be any of those things. Any, it doesn't matter. It's just, I, I never could be alone with my thoughts cause it would, Got it, it yes. would yes. spiral into what you just, yeah. said, you know, you stupid idiot. What yeah. are you, yeah. you know, or it would get so oppressive in there. It's just so loud sometimes yeah. when you're not healthy. All right, back with more in a second. First, one out of every five pregnancies in this country are aborted. Adds up to 63 million babies since the beginning of Roe versus Wade. After Roe, uh, blue states are gearing up now to become the abortion mills of the country. And it, it, I, I think it's going to get worse than it ever has. This is where preborn comes in. They're in direct competition with Planned Parenthood, the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, and they're partnering with the Glenn Beck program to rescue 50,000 babies this year. When an expecting mother comes in to see her child on an ultrasound, when she hears the heartbeat, she realizes that's my child. That's not just a clump of cells. She's 80% more likely to choose life. Preborn provides maternity, baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, so much more, all free of charge. They not only want to save the baby, they also want to help the mother. Preborn, can you help us save 50,000 lives today? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash Glenn. The last... Um relationship I had it was this this great girl in um in Austin and 
she our like last email correspondence which is pretty recently um she said something along the lines of you know thank you for she 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 said that it was the safest she ever felt in a relationship Mm. and and i've heard that before and you know it means so much to me and then i think about random trolls or whatever on twitter who will say stuff about me that's just completely untrue and I let that carry weight sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's been a lot of the suicide stuff where you just feel trapped or helpless or, you know, when it really happens for me is when you go, I'm doing all the right things. Mm. Like, and, and you still feel like you can't catch a break, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so being in the public, you know, I don't know how you've dealt with this or, or whatever, but it's, it's crazy to me. You know, and in the last couple months, it's finally the first time I've accepted that, like, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a good guy, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But it's it's crazy in the world we live in that sometimes even when you are by yourself with your thoughts, that's what made me think of this. um, You can let people who. Oh, yeah. Literally, they they don't exist. uh, They don't even have they don't even have an avatar of their face. Mm -hmm. They're just random people saying Mm -hmm. things to everybody Mm -hmm. on the Internet. You're not the only one. They're not Mm -hmm. thinking about me right now. Um, And letting that go. Oh, God. Like there were years where I was like, I guess I'm a I guess I'm a bad guy. So it's really interesting because. I of course that happens. And uh, it's happened to me and happened to everybody that I know and people who I think are really, really good people as well. Um, And I think where I've come to on this is um, that if it, at some level, it doesn't bother you enough to go, well, gosh, am I that guy? What have I said to make, and how are they interpreting it? then you are a bad guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like asking people who you disagree with. How did you get there? Right. I've tried to spend, I went through about a three-year period of just saying, so wait a minute, half the country believes this about me. So what is right. it I've done and how could I do it differently? Because that's not who I am. Right. And it's, it's, it's really tough, but I will tell you, there's... The problems that you struggle with where people are saying things because you deserve it. Yep. And then there's this little magical period, at least for me, this little magical period where you will you drop in. It took me. Oh, I don't even know. Eight years. Yeah. And this magical period where you drop in and it's like you're brand new. Yeah. And you're, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. And so you're you can put the mistakes of the past behind you. Mm-hmm. But if you hold on to that period, and I think this is coming in your life. This sounds like, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Um, if you hold on to that period and you don't compromise, don't compromise yourself, your belief, don't smoke because everybody else is right. smoking smoke because you want to. You right. know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, for right. sure. Um, and you refuse to compromise for any reason because yeah. your your relationship with yourself or your relationship with God is more important. Yep. 
the same crap comes back because now you're doing wrong, but now you're actually going against the grain yeah. of society of trying to do right. And right. so people will start to attach themselves to you. Well, you're only doing that because you want money. Uh-huh. You're only doing that because you're trying to appease. No. Yep. No. But perhaps that's you yes. that's doing that. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the most, I don't want to use the word evil. I'm going to use it kind of hyperbolically. But when people do that, I want to write about this. Um, when they call you a grifter or they say you're just, you know, whatever. This idea that the only reason mm-hmm. somebody could try to change their mind or try to better themselves or try to is for a paycheck or is for you know even with the feminist stuff you know i am years ahead of that it was like a decade ago and when people go you know well were you just doing it to like get girls i was like no i was doing it because i thought it was right and now i can go oh okay well this part was right but like that part was a little ridiculous and like oof i let that get to my head and like yeah mm-hmm. i probably should have worked on my marriage and you know you can mm-hmm. go back and look at it but this idea that the only reason that you could change your mind or become friends with conservatives or talk to liberals is because of you know a paycheck it, it, it's like when people you tell someone i mean this has happened to me a lot recently where i tell people you know i want to eat healthy and they're like oh but don't you want to have fun or you tell people you're going to quit drinking and they're you know they get mad at you mm-hmm. and you're like hey man what's going on with with you mm-hmm. where you're upset if i i didn't say you don't have to drink i'm just gonna have like a topo chico like mm-hmm. come, we're fine um where people and i think if everybody listening to this which is a lot of people if everyone could just ask themselves how can I make myself better every day instead of attacking other people, attacking other people? And what I've noticed is the more I try to better myself, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, politically, the more suddenly, and you probably notice this too, your people start to find you, whether oh, yeah. it's fans You're or just new beacon. friends. It's the beacon. It's the beacon. And then you don't feel alone or crazy because I'll tell you, if you are listening to this and if you are struggling, you know, going on a diet, as, as simple as that sounds, you're going to feel alone. Quitting drinking, you're going to feel alone. Uh, being, standing up for what's right. Oh, what you, no, no, no. Yep. Just standing up for what you believe in. Yep. Doesn't even have to be right. Just what you believe you in. You feel crazy. You feel crazy. I mean, especially in someone like, like for me, and you can choose the way you want to see it. I can either go, oh, God, I'm hated by the left and the right. Or I can go, ooh, I'm speaking for people who aren't represented. Mm-hmm. And that's actually really exciting. Right. And that's actually really cool. That puts you into the category of Gandhi and Martin Luther King. And, right. I mean, you know, it, not necessarily that no, you're no, no. that guy. That's but that, my new but quote that's is past. Jamie is the new Martin Luther King from Glenn Beck. <laughs> um, that will be. <laughs> the left would love it. Looks that. like I'm going to get hired somewhere, baby. It has to be here. Please hire me. Um, yeah, no, I. But it's true. It, it's 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 so wild that this idea of trying to bring people together. I mean, this is a silly thing. I never thought I would tell anybody, but I emailed myself before I came on the show because whenever I would do other shows that are conservative or in the middle or whatever, um, for me, for me, the, the, the only way someone can sell out is if they say something they don't believe for profit. And I had an opportunity to do that and I didn't do it. 
and uh, I would have been very. I would have had a lot more money. I would have. I would have also been able to bring a sweater um, for the taping. <laughs> it's so cold in this here. Is all, this is all I have. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so broke. I'm just kidding. But like, uh, I had those opportunities, and. And so then there was a phase, you know, when I came on this show mm -hmm. and where I go, okay, well, when I'm on right wing shows, I'll probably make fun of the parts of the left. I don't, I don't agree with, and that's cool. And I can do that. And I'll probably try to get at least some kind of liberal, like, Hey, don't, and this is Jamie Kilstein. Don't beat up gay people or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Some like liberal mm -hmm. thing. Um, that's pretty common sense that I'm sure all your mm -hmm. listeners would agree with. And, and, and that's it. But there was no like mission statement. And now when I do comedy shows, the mission statement is be funny and that's it. Whether I'm talking about politics, whether I'm talking about dating, make people laugh and bring people together that way. And then when I do shows like this, what I emailed myself was I was like, bring people together. And it's, ugh, I'm gonna get killed for saying this, but when you said Martin Luther King, it, it's so funny you said that because I was in DC and I went to the Lincoln Memorial for the first time. I'd never been there. I was, again, just a godless liberal. And I was like, ah, it's a bunch of whatever. And, uh, and I, I went to the Lincoln Memorial and I started reading the speeches and I'm like <laughs> choking up. I was like, I, beautiful. oh my God. I was They're like, I, I understand patriotism. I understand <laughs> art. Like, I was like, why did, it, why did it take me so long to, to come here? And, and I go to leave and I call my brother, um, who the, the my, my awesome liberal brother who keeps me in check. Like sometimes when I go, Hey, I'm starting to feel this way. Am I, am I? And he's like, no, 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 that you're fine. I'm like, okay. Thanks, <laughs> bud. Um, and he goes, Hey, not a lot of people know this. Um, cause it's kind of dusted over, but on the top of the steps, the, the, the squares marked off where Martin mm -hmm. Luther King gave the, I have a dream speech. And I go, what? And so I was like running late. I, I had to pee. I was, I was so hot. I was sweating. And I ran back and uh, like double jump the steps and I find it. No one's there. Mm -hmm. And I stand there and I like, you know, it takes your breath away. And then this little tour group comes up and the leader of the tour groups, this Latino guy, and he's, you know, and there's like six people in his group. And he starts giving parts of the speech, you know, um, doing his tour guide thing. But it's still, it's, it's cool. It's mm -hmm. cool because I wouldn't have said anything. Mm -hmm. And then this girl uh, in the group, this younger girl, points at the date. And she goes, oh, my God, that's today. Mm -hmm. Like, Not even the tour guide realized it. None of us realized it. And so we were there on the anniversary. And so I get chills. And, and I, I'm not even, I have ADD. I'm not even a museum guy. Like, I'm like, okay, I get it. And, and I go find snacks. Um, and, and I, and I've just, I've been thinking about him so much and, you know, I hear I conservatives get demonized every time they quote the I have a dream speech and even liberals do, you know, I think now Martin Luther no, King Jr. Would probably be like a canceled moderate. Oh yeah. No, he is. He's not a yeah in favor. Yeah. Anymore. And so, um, but yeah, so when I emailed myself, I, I thought of him and I was like, why can't my mission statement just be bring people together? Why, when I can't, I just, when I go on liberal shows, I can talk about all the great conservatives. I know when I come on shows like this, I can say like, Hey, my friends aren't trying to groom your kids. Uh, <laughs> my liberal friends are like pretty cool and just want to do jujitsu and make art and, you know, hang out too, whether they're gay or straight or black or white or whatever. I have black conservative friends, you know, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's what we should all be trying to do, but it's, it's so hard because even when I make a tweet about bringing people together, 
the majority of people, and I have a lot of conservative followers now. There's a, there's a lot of mega in, in, in screen names. And, um, <laughs> and so many of them are saying, I agree, I agree. And then there'll always be usually one from the left and one from the right who was like, I just can't. If the other side wants to blah, blah, and then talking point, talking point, talking point. And I feel for them and I feel sad for them and I don't yell at them and I always try to write them back and go, hey, no, this is, we need this. We need to stop this. Um, so then, so, so let me interject here yeah. and ask you a question. Because I hear this all the time, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I know what my answer is. Yeah. How do you... Um, Martin Luther King did not compromise with what he felt was evil. Yeah. So if you actually feel like, uh, I don't know, teaching my kids about sex changes and giving them hormone yeah. drugs and cutting me out of all yeah, of this. Yeah. That's evil. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, how, how do I compromise with you? So it's, I never thought I would say this on any show and I'm not a scholar and I'm so new to it and I wouldn't, but I think about, you know, God, I think about Jesus and I, I, I try to, the first thing I always do is I try to, I try to feel compassion for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And so Again, the idea of, you know, it's funny. I get the most mad at people who, I don't get mad at the the kid who got the sex change or thought they were mm-hmm. a different gender. I feel so much compassion. Parents, I start to get, mm. um, but the, 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 the liberals who just kind of cheer it on because they just go, well, this is the thing we're supposed to be cheering on this month, you know? That's when I get kind of upset. And and let me play the other side. Conservatives that will not look at a person's, um, I don't know. Suffering? Sex is suffering. And will not recognize that you don't have to have an answer for it. Yeah. You know, and you all you have to do is recognize yeah. that that person, for whatever reason, is suffering. Right. And you may not be able to relate to it. Nope. And and what, what I try to do is, because I've never thought about, is I try to encourage honesty and conversation. So if we can do that, right, you don't, so that with the trans issue, you don't have to be either on one side, which says give kids sex changes, or then the other side is hate all trans people, right? There's the middle ground where I'm in, which is just like gay people. It's like, I don't understand it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, to. I'm a straight cis dude, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I can also say, hey, I disagree with the sex changes for kids. And I think it's important for liberals who do disagree. I think most of them are scared to say that. And I will get in trouble from the left for saying that. But then I could also get in trouble from the right where it's like what I want to say to the conservatives listening is if you see a trans person walking down the street, that that trans person could just be a person like you. They are. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. And that just because they're trans doesn't mean they're even in favor of sex changes for kids doesn't mean they even think about it they're just trying to survive and See, and are probably scared like you remember after 9 11 how so many muslims were just 
terrified yeah. and there were hate crimes and yeah. you know and even I have Muslim friends who when the anniversary comes they don't get to mourn man because they're just on edge like mm-hmm. how sad is that mm-hmm. and so I can imagine that right now since the trans conversation you know it's not just like trans bathrooms it's literally these people want to groom our kids that trans people who don't are probably really on edge and just like liberals think that anyone who owns a gun doesn't care about school shootings and they're, yo, they'll care more about, I've said stuff like this. You care more about your toys to prove what a man you are than kids getting killed. Right. (laughs) It's like, well, no, a lot of people own guns to actually protect people like us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of trans people don't want to groom your kids. And just like Republicans hate it when liberals, and I hate this too, say all conservatives are racist. All right, well, if we don't like that, then we also shouldn't say that all LGBT people are groomers, right? And then where it's our responsibility is when there are racists on the right, you guys call them out. When there are creepy people on the mm-hmm. left, we call them out. I mean, how cool would it be if our own sides That's could weed out? That's the way used to be yeah we're not supposed to have sides right our side is truth justice that's yep. our side yep i mean you know you know the amount of cops that i've talked to because what's cool about doing jujitsu is like i have met a lot more military people cops than i ever would mm-hmm. and you know they were horrified at what happened to george floyd they were horrified, horrified. at what had the response to uvalde i, I believe George Floyd, that first day when that came out, yeah. that was one of the most uniting days in American history. Yeah. Because we all felt the same way. Yeah. We all condemned it. Yeah. And then 12 hours, 18 yeah. hours into it, it starts to spin. Yeah. And then you have sides going, well, no, wait a minute. I mean, it was. No, we all yep. knew it was wrong. We were yep. all against it. And then it was politicized and everything fell apart. And again, just like I was talking about with 9 11. The fact that we don't even get to mourn that suddenly mm-hmm. like we're not even thinking about that guy's family. It's just what side are you on? What or no, it's more like we got to check what side are my people on? All right, they're on that side. I guess I got to come up with my talking points for that right. side. And it's just, you know, and it just goes on and on instead of stepping out and being willing to. And again, you just if you lead with compassion, that's it. One more quick break, then back with Jamie. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, I want you to listen up. There is hope, and it comes in the form of relief factor. I see testimonials day after day after day. I've met people who were on the worst kind of pain drugs that you can imagine, and they couldn't live that way anymore, and they couldn't go without anything because they had so much pain. This is not a drug. This was developed by doctors to hit inflammation from four different directions. And that is the cause of most of our pain and quite honestly, most of our problems. Um, I want you to go to relieffactor.com right now and please just try it. Will you try the three week quick start? If it's not working for you within three weeks, probably not going to work for you. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So please try it. Relieffactor.com. You and I are in a similar problem. I just am not in the position yet to where I could be living under a bridge. Right. You know what I mean? And but we're in the same we're in the same predicament. We I think we believe exactly the same thing. Um, and I just don't care. No. Oh, you don't like what I believe. Oh, well. And I'm not saying that 
just to the left. Yeah. I'm saying that to my audience as well. I, I, they like me, at least I think. Yeah. One of the reasons they like me is I say what I mean and I mean what I say, even if I disagree with you. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, that's really important. Yeah. But to do that, it means I had a guy who wrote a book called The Pendulum. And uh, and uh, it's about how authoritarianism and the me and we and yeah. how it swings back and forth. And he said, you know, you don't win. Right. And I said, what? I was calling you for some hope and insight. <laughs> and he said, no, you don't win because you're out of step mm. in these in these we swings. That's when people who believe in the individual and believe in stop with the group think let's. Yeah. Let's have conversations. He said, they don't win. They win later. Yeah. But usually not when they're yeah. alive. I know. I, you know, I, I think about that sometimes where I was like, well, people are going to, if I survive this, mm -hmm. I know I'm on the right side right now because right. I'm not on the side. Right. And I think, and you can feel the pendulum you can feel it swinging a lot of people are getting disgusted i think by tribalism it's, but they're too scared to speak up correct it's we're at the apex of it at 2024 yeah. it's an 80-year swing Bro, pe and we're at that apex it's going to start swinging back i yeah. think it already has people will whisper to me that they're a moderate like they're about to tell me a racist joke they're like hey and they'll like look around and they're like i think both sides are full of it. and i'm like buddy we shouldn't have to whisper that yeah. i think the majority of people feel that way but then the extremists on both sides are just screaming us down shouldn't that tell you everything that you need to know when you yeah. feel yes, you have to whisper it mm -hmm. you know and both sides are calling the other fascists yeah either side could become fascist yep. that fast yep. and if you're whispering that should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. I'm part of building that authoritarian regime yeah. through my silence. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I even think about that when I think about how to get my career on track. I mean, stand-up's going great, and that's definitely where I feel the most like, okay, I'm doing something. Um, but, you know, even with like my podcast and stuff, I go, okay, well... If I truly think that this is the way a ton of people think, then obviously make a podcast about it. But I've seen people, friends of mine, who, who by the way, are much more successful than me. <laughs> you end up, if I make a centrist podcast, now I'm still yes. digging for articles yes. to attack both sides. Yes. I'm, doing the, I'm doing the centrist version yes. of the same thing. And so... So then you go, well, the, the, I guess I could just do a show about just be like being you. a good person. Then that's it. Be you. That's it. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And, you know, a friend of mine said to me, he goes, why don't you just make comedy your tribe or comedy your language or comedy your political, you know, whatever. And if everything's filtered through the lens of laughter, mm -hmm. then it's, yeah, sometimes I'll make fun of the left. Sometimes I'll make fun of the right. But most of the time I'm trying to bring people together through that and that should be the goal so I how think. do you feel about ricky gervais i love i mean i love him i love um, him too yeah i mean i also love Stuart lee who just got in trouble for criticizing mm -hmm. him just as a comedian mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i think because I mean, he's i heard him i heard did you watch his last no session? i didn't watch that one yeah you should watch it it's hysterical but 
he says uh, he's talking about cancel culture and he said you know they're going back in time and finding things you said 10 years ago yeah. he said one thing you're never going to find is uh you know a tweet from somebody who said you know um no i don't think that men can have babies because we didn't think we needed to okay and it while you could look at all of this as divisive there are certain things that are true that we all know are true and i mean even and that is that divisive right and even Chappelle. You know, being known as like the number one transphobe, it's like his special, when he told that beautiful story of his trans friend and it's like who died and people didn't even give that a chance because they just made their decision. And before they got to it, before they got to it, they never saw. And when I was coming up, this was at the height of Chappelle's popularity. He would come by the club I was working at every night in front of 30 people. And I mean, he was a darling of the left. He he was, you know, criticizing the war in Iraq and mm-hmm. Bush and all this stuff. And now I remember when his last special came out being like, is Ben Shapiro the only guy saying something positive <laughs> about Dave Chappelle? I was like horrified. It was so bizarre. It was like a time warp. But, you know, Chappelle is just he's going through the lens of comedy where he's like, all right, you guys are gonna come after me. I'm gonna make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that people forget that that's what comics are supposed to do. If you look at my comedy trajectory, man, it's like the worst model of good businessman. <laughs> Criticize George Bush about the war in Iraq when everyone was very like pro war in Iraq. Then get on Conan, not invited back to Conan because I do a rant about drone strikes because if I'm anti-war under Bush, I got to be anti-war under Obama, even though I think that guy's cooler. Um, it's the, the guest, the only guest, it's me and Kobe Bryant. It's not really like a anti-Obama audience. Um, and I do, I do a rant, a anti-drone rant um, under Obama. Audience liked it, but oof, um, got in a little bit of trouble. And then under Trump, when suddenly, oh, you can finally make political jokes. Everyone's making political jokes. I said, no, it's hacky. Everyone's just calling Donald Trump orange. I'd rather, and I talked about relationships for the first time in my career. And now... Uh, Trump's gone. Yeah, same deal. I'm uh, the the political stand up I'm doing in my act now is about the kind of both sides stuff. Um, but it was never the marketable thing. That's why I get mad when people say, you know, people say a lot of untrue things about me. Um, but when people say I did anything for profit, I was like, no, I did some stuff because I was an idiot. But if I had the Mm -hmm. I'm a smart guy when I put my mind to things. Um, If I wanted to sell out, I could have sold out. I've I've made this joke before on podcasts, but even after the whole feminism thing, if I wrote a book called From Feminist to Freedom Fighter, and it was like a picture of me with like a red (laughs) pill and an American flag, I'd be a billionaire. Um, I'd have so much money. Um, But I don't. I want to be nuanced, um, which is not as catchy of a title. Actually, nuanced sounds like a good title. Um, And yeah, man, it's harder, and it's a bummer. And the times I've gotten... So can I ask you this? Because this keeps coming to my mind. Are you trying to be nuanced or are you nuanced? I'm not trying anything. Okay. Yeah. Because that's a because that is a huge. You know what I'm asking? I know exactly. It's a huge difference if I'm if I'm trying to do something Mm -hmm. as opposed to that's who I am. That's who I am. Well, and 
by becoming more nuanced, I'm, I'm remembering times when I was forcing it. And a lot of that was when I was on the left where I would cover some story and then afterwards I'd like ask someone, I'm like, Hey, th- are you sure? You know, <laughs> um, this like seems a little, and they're like, ah, we gotta, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I remember, I don't think I told this story last time, but I remember one time this kid wrote in, not kid, this man, he was like a father and he was really overweight. And I, I talked about mental health a lot and he said, his doctor said, if he doesn't lose you know, mm-hmm. all this weight, he's going to die. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I love my kids so much, blah, blah, blah. So I emailed him back and I sent him a bunch of recipes. Cause like I was, uh, I've struggled with eating stuff, like binge eating stuff. Um, I guess I call it an eating disorder. You can't do that. Cause that's a girl thing, but mm-hmm. like I've struggled with that. And, uh, I found him a jujitsu gym uh, in Baltimore. So he writes me back like six months, eight months later. And he goes, dude, you're not gonna believe this. My doctor said like, he's never seen such a quick recovery. Um, I'm entering my first white belt, uh, like jujitsu mm. tournament. I lost all this weight. My kids are so proud of me. So I read it on the air. Cause at the time I'm just like miserable and super depressed. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I read it on the air feeling really good about myself. And the next day the show got like, eight or 10 emails from people that said by reading his email, we were fat shaming them, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't say if you're overweight, Mm -hmm. you're bad. Or I just, we read a Victoria story about someone who chose to get healthier. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time where I was like, am I a conservative? Like this just, it seems so insane to me. It was the first time that I saw that sort of like victim mentality hurt someone else where I'm like, you would rather this dude die. So have you ever thought that um, you are a liberal, just not this liberal? Because that's not liberal. That, no. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they've gone insane. Yeah. And so many people who have been in your position um, kind of went along with it for a while. And then you're like, wait a minute, but that's not a liberal position. These no. are not liberal ideas. Yeah. And I mean, I think that if everybody, if you just look at very broad generalizations, if everyone listening to this could take the compassion and, and please, I'm not saying that either side doesn't have the other things, but the compassion that supposedly the liberals have the discipline that supposedly the conservatives had, right? If we just took these things that the other side is known for and then applied all of them. I mean, I remember I used to think that whenever I'd hear someone talk about victimization or pull yourself up by your bootstraps, I would just be like, ugh, like that's, uh, you know, that's so privileged or that's so this. Until I was suicidal and I was like, I got to pull myself up. (laughs) Now, with that said, I will say I will give my little progressive uh, disclaimer. Well, what I was going to say is a lot of times it it was it was politicians on either side who were who were born into privilege, coasted through life, who were saying that to like, Mm -hmm. you know, the single mom of five. Mm -hmm. like Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, all right, well, you stole the boots, right? Mm But that mentality in general isn't bad. That mentality in general is that great. Mentality in, here's, what, here's what people um, miss um, when they think about a conservative is 
pull yourself up by the bootstraps means be personally responsible for the things that you are personally responsible mm. for. Yes. Uh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I would say that to Citibank and, yeah. and Bear Stearns yes, and AIG yes. and all these people who yep. made all their own bed and then we freaking paid for it. Yep. You made the decision. Yes. You yes. are responsible. Yes. Now, where were you at Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, that's what I, that's <laughs> oh, what I was saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. We were saying the same. I've, I've said this for years. If we could just listen I know. to each other. I know. Because we've, we've made it about things that we all know are no freedom of speech. Right. No, you cancel people. They're. I mean, what makes you different than the people who locked Galileo up? Right. You, you, what are you talking about? Well, and the thing with canceling, too, is, again, if you care about the issues that you say you care about. You need. You, well, you need a path for redemption. Don't mm -hmm. you want people to get better? Don't you want people to learn instead of just now no one wants to talk about anything and everyone's just shelling up even more? Yeah. You know how many women have told me like, man, I miss guys being like guys. Everyone's just like super. And these are like liberal women. Like everyone's just so scared and so on edge. And, you know, uh, for me, again, something I cared about when I was like, I guess I'm a liberal was prison reform. And now liberals, it's like, guys, if we're pro prison reform, if we're pro using prison to rehabilitate instead of punish, you're the same person who wants a comedian to never work again because of a tweet or mm -hmm. you want Chris Pratt to get fired from Guardians of the Galaxy because he believes in God. Like, are you out of your mind? Um, it's so against what I thought liberalism was. So I think that I think what's happening in the country and nobody's really talking about it is. Uh, you know, when September 11th happened, we all kind of woke up and then we all kind of got into a pocket and that was our first real mm, bad, good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and since that time, a lot of my friends have woken up and went, you know, this whole nation building thing, let's go to war and we're on the righteous side. That's kind of bad. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we, we woke up from that. Yeah. And and the the system is still kind of the Republican system is yeah. still kind of like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But the conservatives that I know are, are really repelled by that. And we've learned so many things along the way yeah. that we're like, OK, I'm not that. Right. OK. But you don't really say it all the time. Yeah. And the same thing is happening with liberals is you believe in the Bill of Rights. Yeah. And now they're all being violated. Yeah. And the system is saying, no, no, no. You will go to war yeah. when we say you go to war. Yeah. And you will stifle speech when we say it. And the mass amount of people are just like, I, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's, you know, the extremes on both sides, but I can speak for the left. They're just pushing people away. You know, I mean, you know how many new conservatives I saw 
who weren't conservatives who went straight, like suddenly became like Trump dudes because liberals were the ones shutting down small businesses or jujitsu gyms during COVID or because of the, the sex change stuff with mm-hmm. kids or because of stuff that like, yeah, we didn't know were going to be issues under George Bush mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're just like, or the free speech thing. The free speech thing is huge for people in my community where it's all these comedians I know who, when you talk to them, I mean, dude, you still talk to Rogan and you're like, that guy's pretty liberal and he is considered like an alt-right demigod. Uh, That's that. That again is the failure on the right. We're a we're so desperate for anybody. They like us. Okay, Um, so desperate. (laughs) But then the other thing is, is that's the refusal (laughs) of the right to say no, that they may not have changed. Their side has gone so far over. They're right. just saying, I, I'm not you guys. Right. But I've always defend. I've always thought you guys were those people way yeah. behind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we're finding ourselves redefining who we are. I'm a conservative. Well, I don't know what that means. I'm a liberal. I don't know what that means. It means what it's always meant. Right. The edges have tried to change. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And, you know, similar but not (laughs) is when I will go on this show when I, I don't even know if I had the guts to post the picture me and you took together when we took a picture together, or maybe I looked bad in it. I don't know. Um, I think I didn't realize how tall you were or how short I was. Um, and I was like, yeek. Um, but uh, we'll do it again. I will make a post. But uh, I will get, if I go on this show, if I go on Tim Pool's show, if I go on Rogan's show, if I go on whoever, um, I will get people who unsubscribe from my Patreon. And I'm, I'm you know, more confident than I've ever been, but I, if I lose one listener, I actually know who that listener. Like I'm mm. like I, I I need them, um, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I'll write I'll write back to them sometimes where they you know they're like if you're on that show you're supporting whatever, and I have to go you know one I mean I stand by everything me and you have said during this conversation that if anyone said anything I would be like I challenge you mm-hmm. to listen to it mm-hmm. and tell me what you disagree with, mm-hmm. but also. This is where I go, if you're not blindly just doing this because you think your tribe wants you to do this, if you truly are liberal, wouldn't you want me to, Mm -hmm. someone like me, to talk in front of millions of people who may disagree with me about compassion or about, hey, not all liberals are psychopaths or about, you know, all this stuff. Wouldn't conservatives want you to go on MSNBC and say what you said about Bear Stearns, right? Like, wouldn't that give people hope? Wouldn't that actually, again, if you care about the issues, isn't that actually really good for not just humanity, but like if you're being selfish and if you are being tribal, isn't that good for your team, quote unquote? Um, and I think people are just so brainwashed where it's like, no, there is no talking to the other side. There is no. And it's like, well, then we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, I have great hope that we're not this. You, you've you're great. We're getting there. You're great. <laughs> Thank you. You're great. Thank and, you so much. Uh, I have found once you stop worrying about it. Yeah. That's when it happens. When you stop. Yeah. I mean, that's really that's what these last couple of weeks have been. Um, 
and I don't know what it is because I don't have a gig lined up. I got a couple stand-up dates. You go to jamiekilstein.com slash tour. I think Hang I'll on be just in a second. Syracuse. You, you, <laughs> you have been offered jobs um, recently that you won't, you won't do because you're afraid you'll do more damage. Yeah. I or mean, be part of damage. Yeah. Like, I'll get these offers sometimes, and they sound good. But anything where one, I don't want to be a prop, right? And you don't want to be the hey, he used to be a uh, liberal, now he's a crazy conservative. That's what it is, right? I'm just shooting guns, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, uh, like I want to be able to have conversations like this. Like these are the conversations that I want to have. I mean, if I had a dream podcast. It wouldn't even be labeled something political. Politics is always going to come up because I'm me and I care about people. And, you know, politics obviously matters. I think even if I did a strictly mental health podcast, politics would come up, but it would come up like this mm -hmm. and it would come up in a, in we're trying to find mm -hmm. a middle ground. We're not trying to yell at each other or, you know, be the token liberal where, I just go on and everything, you know, poor Sarah says, I just shouted her like the right. opposite where I'm like, I'm just a token right. liberal guy. And I show up on the networks because so you guys can fill your like, you know, hipster liberal quota or whatever. Right. Um, be like, we got someone really from Austin. And I'm like, hi, everybody. I'm tattooed. Um, I used to I have a vegan tattoo and I'm not even vegan. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't want to do any of that, but on both the left and the right, there is just, dude, so many of these places, it's just divide, 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 divide. It's coming divide. apart. It's That's coming apart. coming apart. And, and, it's, and it, I, it's, I would rather, I would rather go on the road and do stand up, you know, where, I mean, look, man, it's, 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 again, if I'm being super candid, it, it's hard for me to get gigs. Um, whether it's because I align with some conservatives now, whether it's because, you know, me having an affair was 10 years ago or eight years ago was uh, called sexual misconduct um, online, whether it's because I don't know how to make my Wikipedia look better. Uh, <laughs> to the, I've, I've like literally had to have conversations with like girlfriends, parents about it, um, which is horrible. Um, and there are people who say more hateful things than me. And this is where I can't let myself get bitter, mm -hmm. um, who were accused of things like way worse. Mm -hmm. Um, but they had a really big following and so clubs don't care, but I didn't have a following because I alienated people because I was such a hardcore lefty. And then when I had the affair and people were like, ha ha ha, it was sort of, well, one side disowned me and the other side like laughed at me. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't, I wasn't famous enough to be able to get in trouble properly, you know, um, where I could have a successful career. But man, if I could just do stand up every night and just 
it felt so good to do stand up in Houston and Nashville and Chattanooga and be in front of and dude, most of the people coming up to me after the show were conservative and I still have some liberalist jokes in there and and they were just like, Man, we just needed that. We just needed to laugh and, and you forget that that's a political statement just doing comedy you know especially like i'm saying things that i'm not supposed to say on the left but i'm also saying some views that i'm not supposed to say on the right and it's cool it actually feels that's dangerous what you're i know that's what a comedian is supposed to do lenny bruce is yes. like hello yeah yeah and carlin getting yeah. arrested with lenny bruce and right. you know bill hicks all, all these guys that we looked up to i mean richard Pryor literally talked about uh, being abusive um and it was just so real and so honest and so raw and so you know i love doing that i think that you know i never say good things about me i was always so self-deprecating um but i also think i think there is a place on a show for me i think that someone talking about issues like this um is important i think someone who can laugh with a liberal and conservative is important i just I haven't found where I can do it yet. That's not going to either try to push me to be something I'm not, or like I said, even that moderate world where it's like, all right, we're still digging for people to trash. Like that's kind of what everyone does every day. And to be honest, I'm the happiest when I don't read the news that day. I'm the happiest when I go for walks and I don't know what happened this week in the news, but me and you still had a good show, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what happened. But I can guess because it's probably yeah. very similar. I didn't know what it. I didn't know what it. I was on vacation for ten days. Right. I didn't know it until about six hours ago. Yep. And I was less happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Much less happy. Yep. yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. Just a reminder. I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people. 